0: Welcome to Ed's Not Dead. I'm Robbie Dodd. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. C.H. Siddons. Casey just got off the road from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton scrapper. Hello. Good to be back. Good to be back. Great to see you. And of course, Mr. Peter Crabel Hey, Mr. Krebs.
1: Good afternoon. Happy President's Day.
0: It's awesome to see you. Ed's Not Dead is brought to you by Ed's Not Dead Media, a full-service educational media company focusing on leadership, instruction, and of course, 21st century school reform, which we're going to talk about in the show today. You can always find us at Ed's Not Dead PC and check out the website if Mr. Crable has, did your credit card get declined and our website went down? Is that what happened? Yeah, we can
1: go with that story. Uh, okay. Bad credit, you know, tried to pay. Uh, I don't know. I've had, Casey told me like a week ago and I, I have not been back to investigate why it's not
0: working all right well from the time uh our fans hear this show give us a few days and then log into edsnotdead.com and hopefully mr craves will have paid the management (laughs) paid the light bills the light bills yes fellas how are you it's been you know just another couple months
2: it's only been uh six weeks this time not bad seems to to be six months season
1: seven uh modus operandi if that's indeed the season that we're in i actually don't know
0: when we were in our prime what were we pumping how much content were we pumping every two out? weeks man
2: <sighs> maybe three weeks i think i need to take responsibility for for scheduling our days from now on because you guys can't handle it you are
0: not good at that <laughs> i've been i've been um i've been amazed since mr crable became a principal uh Casey, have you noticed that his text response time has just slowed to a crawl? It's it's starting to cross
2: the Robbie Dodd text response times. <laughs> I gave Robbie such a
1: hard time for so many years. You did. Uh, this is a little bit of karma coming back. It's, and I, it's I, was, I was a very polite text. I was like, oh, yeah, who are these people that you
2: can't take 10 seconds to reply to a text? But now, like, the time you, your
1: the, pals. Oh, that's the, cool.
2: The bar is so low. Like Robbie's texting me, like on that text thread with me and you, with all three of us. He's texting a lot, and it's like, oh man, it's See, like he's yeah. he's he's carrying the burden of the of the conversation. I
0: right. kind of, I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, I've I've transitioned to, in, into being like a granddad, you know, like a grandfather, you know, whereas I was the busy dad a few years ago, but now Crable's. Cable's got the three children and the principal ship, and he's very stressed, right? Aren't you stressed? Uh, it's just that the second that I come home
1: and I have three children that are now, like, old and don't just, like, sit around with babysitters all day. You know, they have, like, activities <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's constant
0: stuff happening. S- soccer, swimming, everything. All of the, all of the above, yeah. Uh, our weekend's totally shot. Casey, your weekends are okay. You do a lot of traveling to go skiing and going to see your parents and stuff
2: yeah we're 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 keeping it pretty low-key yeah trying yeah it's,
1: that's the way to do it i think
2: it's it's really like it's like when you're trying to stop the clutter in the house it's all about keeping it out of the door the problem is my wife keeps signing freed up for many activities there and i know all the ones that she says she wants to sign up for i say no but then she signs up <laughs> for anyway Mostly because I don't want to do anything.
0: That's good. Frida needs to be busy. She's a she does. She's a busy person. She's a bright little 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 girl. Um all right. Well, we on the show today have a great show. We're um we're gonna make it quick. It's gonna be an abbreviated show. No Peter Crable musical interludes today. We're gonna hop right into um an interesting article that caught our eye. The trouble with school is too much math. I do believe um once upon a time on ed's not dead mr sittens claimed that he could teach calculus um <laughs> is it that right maybe that was season was that season one uh, i'm pretty sure Very I'm, early I'm pretty sure i made that. enjoy point.
2: that <laughs> it's 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 <a, laughs> it's it's an evergreen
0: comment Can can i i was looking at the show notes and kudos to casey because he's the only person that keeps up the show notes anymore but um I believe that we started Ed's Not Dead in 2015.
2: I think it was 2016 or 17. Okay.
0: So that's because eight- Betsy
2: DeVos was in power at that time.
0: Okay. So it's been eight years, but only seven seasons. I'm confused.
2: Well, that's why we don't really need to go by seasons. So just okay. go by <laughs> just
0: maybe, go
1: by. yeah, maybe for this article, if math was more important to you, then you would understand that. I would understand. I guess. Uh, If you understood
0: quadratic formulas. (laughs) (laughs) What did you just call it? I'm not sure you pronounced that right. A a carderatic formula. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get into the importance of being able to determine the height of a flagpole by measuring (laughs) its shadow and the angle of the sun. But before we do that, uh, Mr. Siddons, it is show feedback time.
2: We got some great feedback, and I wanted to read it from our, our friend of the pod, David. He he reached out to me, and he gave me some great uh, comments, mostly just saying good things about Robbie, which Robbie appreciated a lot. Uh, so, David shared that he loved the new episode. Uh, what a vibrant and engaging listen, right? And then uh, he talked about Robbie's infectious enthusiasm, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, I'm, lo- I'm loving this. Keep this is, going. This is, a, this is a cousin, I believe, of the Dodd family. Uh, <laughs> no? and w- witty banter. And then, uh, you know, I got I got a comment that was, I have calm analysis, which no one would ever say that I have calm analysis. But maybe I appreciate the two it.
1: Of us, maybe we got this mixed up or something.
2: Maybe that's what it was. That's probably. yeah, it's probably That's what probably happened. what it was. And then uh, diverse topics that go beyond education from sleep science to chocolate history. I don't even know what that's from. Maybe he's making that up. Did we ever talk about chocolate history?
1: Uh, uh, sounds like something pointless. We would talk about, but I, I don't remember. I, I,
2: I it was our AI episode, so I I actually replied to him. I was like, "This this text kind of sounds like you put it into Chat GPT trying to <laughs> give us feedback," and he thought it was pretty funny. Um, anyway, they they he said they break down complex subjects into easy to understand bites, humor, and pop culture references. And that we leave each episode feeling motivated to learn more and explore both uh, further. So that's awesome. Thank was you, this, David.
1: Was this via like text or email, or was this on a like iTunes you know type review? Slide? Uh this was on
2: a text message. I got
1: nice. well, yes. David, go ahead and put that on iTunes.
2: Oh yeah, David, can you give us a five star review and put it on iTunes? Or four, you know? Be? Look, hey. Oh yeah, listen, not, hey. Not
1: too much pressure here. Yeah,
2: I mean, anything above three, we're we're here for it.
0: Thanks to David, uh, especially because he favored favored me. But that's that's great feedback. We love the feedback, so uh, and we'll read it all kind of,
1: on air, good or bad. Yeah, that's right.
0: Even the bad. Uh, two thing, two things. Um, did we ever do the episode that we promised we were going to do on the science of reading? We still haven't no, got to. Did. It. We
2: did not. We
0: didn't okay. That that's because that, that requires.
2: <laughs>
1: pre-planning i think is the yeah.
0: issue. but we have to get to that because yes. casey casey was on this conspiracy theory about reading instruction during the formative years of my career and i wanted to debunk that podcast he was listening to what was it called again i you, you didn't even listen to it i know but i'm i'm still gonna listen when i have time well, you had
2: you had six weeks what, what have you been doing <laughs> You said uh, between then and now you were going to listen to it. I th- I'm sure. I, I know. S- I Crabble saw some did.
1: Christmas lights hanging up in the room he's in right now. I think that I know take I a, lot of, a
2: lot of his time. I know Krabel listened to it three uh, times actually. Yeah, I know he right. did.
0: So before we segue into uh, math, this is this is a this is actually a good segue. It goes back to our AI episode. So Mr. Krable, you're a principal. Yes, a really bright quantitative learner who can code gets caught for plagiarizing a paper in social studies. All right.
1: Okay. Like a, Okay. Yeah.
0: So when you're talking to him and you're, you're investigating the issue and he says to you, Mr. Grable, I wrote the code that wrote the paper. Oh, nice. Sect. So what do you, I
1: basically wrote it
0: So what do you do Wow I'm, I know that's the moral dilemma Isn't it oh that is a good one It's a good one it's a, it's a good one And I'd, I, it, I'd give him credit for it It's gonna happen I need you to write
2: an apology Letter to the teacher and just let it go
0: <laughs> I'm gonna Take
1: 10% off your grade arbitrarily uh, And accept it Three days late <laughs>
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure the. I'm not sure the social studies and English teachers of the world are going to accept that.
1: I but, don't think so. so. No, but that's, I don't
0: think uh, so. Yeah. So that's 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 what we're uh, that's what we're headed for. I think with the AI revolution. All right, so let's get into this piece, fellas. Uh, we all like this. So once again, the title is "The Trouble with Schools is Too Much Math." Um, it's by Travis Mayer. Uh, it was from February 6, 2024, again in the Washington Post. Um, so, the point of this is just what the title says. And it shows this picture of these kids against a blackboard writing all different kinds of uh, equations that, oh, there's volume equals length times width times height. A, you know I've that one, that right? One. Yeah. Right, Mr. Siddons? So good. one of my favorite so, formulas. So Travis says, uh, I know only two people who can readily recite the quadratic formula. My wife is one. She's always been a whiz at school, but as a choir teacher, she has absolutely no use for the equation. The other person is my brother who works with electro beam technology, excuse me, electron beam technology (laughs) as a mechanical engineer. He's in the minority of people who actually use advanced math daily. For most of us, the formula was one of many alphabet soup combinations Crammed into our heads in high school long enough to pass a math test. Only 22% of the nation's workers use any math more advanced than anybody? Fractions.
1: Say, at, whatever at, comes before algebra.
0: And they typically <laughs> occupy technical or skilled positions. That means more than three fourths of the population spends painful years in schools. Futzing with numbers, futzing. <laughs> I uh, love that word <laughs> when they could be learning something more useful. So uh, Travis goes on to say that applied logic essentially is the answer. I know, Mister Graves, you're going to like this. You're a very logical person. <laughs> uh, this branch of philosophy grows from the same mental tree as algebra and geometry, but lacks the distracting foliage of numbers and formulas. Call call it the art of thinking clearly. He goes on to say that uh, given the era of fake news that we live in and the era of disinformation and misinformation um, that applied logic, teaching kids uh, to think and be able to deduce and induce and solve problems uh, without actual numbers would be much better time spent than the scope and sequence of math courses that are typically – Required by state boards of education and local school systems. Uh, so, what are you? What are what are your thoughts on too much math in school, Mr. Craves? You've you've had long standing issues with math. So let's I go. Have.
1: Yeah, I think my guess is that for most part, Casey and I are going to be in agreement on this. And I, I in fact had this conversation with a former coworker of mine like seven years ago, and he was the math content specialist. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth, you know, the same old argument of why it's important or why it's not important, use it, don't use it. And his kind of point was like, couldn't you make that um, argument for anything? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what we learn in school is arbitrary and somewhat useless. Um, And so he was kind of like, so basically what you're advocating for is school is camp, where kids just select kind of like activities that they're interested in. And. To some extent, I think that's accurate. Um, I do, I mean, look, I, as I've said to you guys for years, I mean, the, the the advanced math that we have kids take is, you know, I mean, what they say, 22% use advanced math. So we're putting kids in classrooms for four, five, six years that 80% of them are never going to use moving forward. You know, I, I think fundamentally that bears all of us asking whether it's worth it or not mm-hmm. and you know I, he for the author i you know i do applaud his thinking of like well the counter argument of why you need math is logic because math is logic for step a step b formula this formula that kind of like putting order to the world and um you know i think respect that but you know applied logic i think is a little bit of an equally arbitrary um replacement for math um when it you know it's just it could be anything else or nothing else i mean kids could just choose a little bit more of what they're interested in so if we could figure out a way to remove compulsory math um beyond a certain age group i would be all for it um you know i think one of the drawbacks and uh would be kind of losing kids that would otherwise be that at some point might fall in love with math and become engineers and become kind of like the the future nerds of society that we that we need and are important um and that you know if we didn't kind of push them to do it, some number would would not do it, but overall i'm I'm fully in support of you know not putting kids in classrooms for you know half a decade and doing stuff that they're never going to use
2: when talk- I talk about a subject that not only just math but a math is in particular something that people uh, get frustrated with very quickly because it's the applicability is hard to um bring to a student's level, I I can only speak to middle school, but I think this speaks to a few issues that schools and even school systems can't really fight against. And there's a lot of arbitrary state requirements that I think politicians and policymakers need to think about, which is like, how many hours and courses do you need to take in middle and high school, um, hours and seat requirements for a certain amount of, for different subjects. Um, I think those are the kind of conversations that we're not having because everybody's just, now just pencil pushing. Like we're, we put kids in seats in math classes because we have to. Whereas the policymakers that make these policies and regulations from the state level don't have to answer to it. I don't know if that is something that, as principles that seems beyond my scope, but.
0: Well, speaking of policy, It's reasonable that Travis goes on to say, it's reasonable to suggest that public schools all provide a standardized core curriculum. But what makes up a fundamental education? America has not fought through this question in a national conversation since the 1983 release of A Nation at Risk. Who was the president at that time, Mr. Siddons? Reagan. The product of a presidential commission on education, this report warned of declining achievement in the country's schools and diagnosed, quote, the urgent need for improvement among its recommendations were a minimum of three years of math for all high school graduates. So I guess my next question would be, if we say there's not the need for higher level mathematics courses, which would most likely happen in high school, right? Where do we where do we stop it? Where do we where do we cut it? What's what's what should be compulsory? And then anything after that is an elective.
1: I mean, in college, you generally have to take one math class. You know, it's like a little bit of a potpourri that you get to choose.
0: But let's be honest, the college selection of math, if you're not a math person, also seems equally kind of like a joke.
1: Totally. It's, yeah. it's, but it's only, but it's one as
0: opposed to three. It's yeah, <laughs> true. That's, less.
1: You're right. Yeah, it's less. It's, it's not that it's a better, like, oh, it's one. So it's really good, but it's just less of it. And I think, um, you know, and I was kind of curious, I was going to bring this up if you didn't, because I consider you the, uh, the resident nation at risk expert. Um, But I think it definitely bears asking like, what does, what is necessary um, for, and what makes up a public education today. And I don't think we're anywhere close to even asking ourselves that question, let alone answering it. and
2: Well, I, everybody that I've talked to when I've talked about this article and this topic, every single person talks about the fact that, well, what about financial literacy? Like, you know, knowing how to pay your bills. And I know that everybody boils that down to like very low rigor skills but every single person that I've brought this up to talks about budgeting and financial literacy. And it's something that is foisted upon schools in, in some like arbitrary kind of surface level way in middle school. But it's something that's so useful for someone's entire lifetime.
1: Let me ask you a question, Casey. Your your brother, he's an engineer? Yes, is both he, of them. Okay. Did they both do extensive math?
2: Um. Yes, more so. My older brother. Did you I ask think. him about this? I did actually. I'm waiting to hear back from.
1: Him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm curious because the th- the three of us, you know, did not take extensive math courses, and obviously ended up in a, you know more of a liberal arts track. He so.
2: he he will. One of his quotes was, you know, he took as high level math as he could at our small school in Pennsylvania, a small public school, and his quote was something like, he, going to an entry level physics course in college as a freshman was like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, So, you know, he was able to keep up with it, but to say he was unprepared, I think is an understatement.
0: I I want to go back to something you said, though, um, and and Crabill teed it up, which is – so financial – I have nothing against financial literacy or financial math, but to Crabill's question about what is an American education or American – I mean, what should kids be learning – I'm a little surprised you'd say that because Casey, because that's just teaching kids life skills are that, is that what we're supposed to be doing in schools? Are we supposed to be teaching them kind of higher order kinds of things, how to think um, actual stuff content? Um, So we're just going to teach them how to start a 403B and check stocks and pay a mortgage.
2: Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it it is lower level at, 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 at a far glance, it is a lower level thinking skill.
0: And shouldn't it be, shouldn't it be, we, we talk all the time on this pod about how the requirements of schools to prepare kids. I, I, I see that as a parental responsibility, but that's just me being very old school. Sorry, I say, mean, th- say that again. What is the, I I the I see financial literacy as a parental responsibility. Got it. Got it. Okay.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get it from my parents as much as I maybe would have liked to. But may, but to some degree, they they were not as, uh, maybe not as prepared to talk about it with us. In any case,
0: so maybe I, I'm just going to throw this out there.
2: You could make that argument for sexual wellness too. I guess in health class, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. We don't we don't assume that <laughs> the parents are going to tur- teach the birds and the bees, right? We we we've assumed responsibility for that um, amongst a lot of other things. Right. Um, I, I guess more ma- the the parental piece really was not my point. It's just is that our job to teach kids life skills? Uh, I guess it is part of our job, but I, I I'm 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 a little less anti math than you guys. Um, Maybe it's because I have math envy. I've always been incredibly envious of really strong quantitative thinkers, and um, I do think that challenging math makes you smarter, regardless of whether you're going to use it or not. I, sure. I think it. I think it. It yeah. builds, It builds your brain. Um, I don't disagree I, with
2: that. I I I think what we see, and you've seen it too, the amount of straight up like disengagement with math by children is 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 jarring and i don't know i mean it start the motivation factor starts with adults in the room but i don't know where that what if it's a chicken or egg thing because like I, there was a time when when we worked together we had students who were not doing well in math and they were in like double period math so the kids that hated math the most were given more math <laughs> so i was like it, and I think a great decision was to remove that because it was like it was it it can be, um, I I've been there myself where it's, it's so demoralizing to be in a, a classroom where you don't like the subject and you're not you don't feel perpetually successful at it that it just it just becomes a lifelong uh, bad taste in your mouth. Agreed. You know what I mean?
0: One hundred percent agree. Um, I would I would to your point about the way it's taught. I mean, Mister Crable has his has his description of how math is taught that he's described for since I've known him. How's math taught, Mr. Grable show a problem.
1: I'm going to show you how to do it and then go ahead and practice it on your own. Now practice it with a, now practice it with a partner. Then we're going to talk about it. We'll do it on the board and do it together.
0: And, and then you'll do 50 of them. at night. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Now do the odd only, ones. only the odd ones.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I mean, I, you know, algebra and geometry. I mean, they're taken in both middle school and high school. Um, for the better part of two decades, the push was to get everybody in algebra. You guys are middle school educators. You you know much more about middle school than I remember now. Um, I think. I think it seems school systems have moved away a little bit from that pushing that algebra earlier. Um, I might argue that algebra and geometry are, are necessary. Um, but then the other thing that causes me concern, think about the institutional arrangements that are like so calcified around math. Then what do you do about the PSAT? What do you do about the SAT? I mean, it's, it's American public education hangs its hat on all of these kinds of arrangements. And you would really, to your point, Casey, carnegie units for credits for graduation all of that would have to be disassembled yeah um and, and we talk and we talk about blowing it up maybe math is a big part of blowing it up
1: well and that's and that's what i was going to say is that you know if if you were to to rethink math requirements and blah 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 like it w- it would require a wholesale rethinking of what public education is you know in one one model and i don't i don't know whether it's better or worse but i know in other countries high school is more like um, more like a college model, where kids you have like a morning or an afternoon session, and so they can you know they take X amount of classes in the morning and then can either do like a, the schoolwork or work or an activity or whatever in the afternoon. Um, but it's less like school centered and school based. It's more like a center where you go and then leave, and then you're left a little bit more on your on your own, you know. But I, the thing that I I don't know if it's a drawback, but the thing about that is that, you know, schools serve as um, babysitters for society in terms of keeping kids engaged during those time hours so parents can work. And I don't say babysitters, you know, know, derogatorily, but it is the fact that because there's no other civil society apparatus that takes the place of schools, schools are learning institutions and schools are also de facto babysitters that keep kids during the day so that parents can work. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just another factor that were we to go to a different model where kids, you know, I don't know what middle school would look like, but just in high school and kids were to go and take places, take classes somewhere, you know, you wouldn't have to take math because it wouldn't really matter. You could offer whatever class at whatever time then kids sign up for it. But then you're definitely left with a void of what do kids do for the other four hours of the day um, if they're not in school
0: high interest electives
2: yeah camp. and 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 uh, high interest in electives are really only found in high school where in middle school for example most schools have very few ele- like obviously there's like world languages and music electives and uh maybe that one or two art classes but beyond that there are no electives that in my mind that's what keeps that's what gets kids really connected and engaged in schools are the electives because they're just different and fun and maybe not as high stakes. but we i I think we need more of that in middle school where the need to be engaged as a learner and a community of learners is so much more profound at an early age than than we expect it to be maybe previously
1: and I do find it and I know we're wrapping up here, but I do find it interesting that a consequential uh federal study has not been done in 41 years to determine the state of public education yeah you know and i just i wonder what it would take for a president or for a secretary of education or for somebody to really to do something very similar because i do think it would yield very different results i to be honest i don't know what results it would yield um and i know part of that has been you know kind of like a the, the stepping back of the federal government from education generally and kind of leaving it to each state to be a little bit more autonomous but i what do you think the chances of, of anybody in the next decade doing something similar to really take a look
0: at um, education holistically needs needs to be done and as much as i would like to bash a nation at risk in the period that it came out and it's it's always associated with the Reagan administration. It wasn't, I don't even think really it was commissioned by the Reagan administration. I think it was commissioned prior to him assuming office. Okay. Um, so it often gets kind of lumped in with, you know, Reagan's move to the right in the 80s. But um and there were there were lots that that I mean it was it was the classic we're falling behind economically because our public schools are failing um and if you go back to that period of time uh ch siddons you weren't even born and probably you were had a you were you were an infant that's uh, one is that 1983 were you born in 83 pc
1: yeah
0: oh look at that he was born the year nation of risk came out um I was, no i was born in 81 oh 81 okay all right, all right. you confused me there um <laughs> I mean when you when you look back to that time it was it was I mean what was happening economically inflation was incredibly high uh the the big 3 um car brands were dying the japanese were taking over the car the the automobile market i mean it was this it was this scary time of that we were falling behind and somehow a nation at risk said oh well it's been school's fault over the last 20 years so i mean i wouldn't uh, but but I do think it is time. Probably I didn't even think of that, Mr. Craves. That what would a comprehensive assessment of American public education tell us? All right. So the piece is. Uh, do you think I pronounced Travis's name right, Travis Meyer? Yeah.
1: When you said like mirror, I was like eh, I'm pretty sure that's Meyer. <laughs> <Okay>. But I <laughs>
0: did. I did not say mirror. <laughs> did, <I, laughs> did I say mirror?
1: Roll the tape you you did not but it was something that was definitely not Meyer. <laughs> okay.
0: Well there's all there's there's three vowels right in a row in that name. Are there not uh yeah that the, the <laughs> a, a, any name with three vowels in the middle is tough. Right pearl? Yeah, pearl, you agree with me. Wow. Um, Mr. Crable's beautiful daughter just came on to the came on to the <laughs> the zoom screen. The zoom uh, all right, so check out uh, the article in the post, The Trouble with Schools is Too Much Math. And stay tuned, Mr. Siddons. Eventually, we are going to hit that science of reading topic. So
2: uh, I do have a quiz for y'all. Do you, want, right. you want it? Yeah, are you ready it. for it? So I'm uh, ready. I, can I, you I handle think, it?
0: Just just correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't it been like three or four straight quizzes where I've just dominated? I mean, yeah, I've not, I've, I've not absolutely. done well recently. Okay. Yeah, you also was, got the easier
1: questions, but you know
2: they're, they're, okay. That's true. That's true. So so since Robbie's the reigning champ, Robbie gets the first three questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh just so everybody knows, I have no idea what I'm about to ask, and the concepts are so foreign to me that I may pronounce so many things wrong. Did you, are you put ready? it in chat GPT? Is that uh, con- basically, basically, yeah. All right. Number one, on a Cartesian system, the equation y equals ax to the second power plus bx plus c represents a blank is it a a parabola b a curve or c a zigzag i'm going with b a curve incorrect it is parabola You should know that. Should really know good that. guess, though. Good try. Yeah, it was a, it was a good guess. Number two for the equation y equals zero, there can be a maximum of blank different roots. How many different roots? A one, B two, C three. Uh, I that would be A. It's incorrect. It's actually two. How could you get these wrong? Yeah, up and down. You know this is uh, quadratic equations, and I'm sad that you don't know
0: this. You know what? You're you're so lucky that you this quiz is not directed at you. <laughs> I guess uh, when he read that, I was like infinite, and I was like, well, not a choice. <laughs> all, wrong, all wrong. All right. The
2: next and the next one is super easy. Uh, you get to you have a choice of imaginary or real. All right, both the roots are same if B to the second power equals four dot A dot C. I don't know what the name of this means. If B to the second power is less than four AC, then the roots are blank six, <laughs> uh, blank nine. No, you see, it's either imaginary or real.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 that would be a imaginary. This is obvious.
2: Okay, right. that's correct. And if B to the second a, four AC, then the roots are. Definitely, uh, they
0: are they are real.
2: Very good, nice job, R D. You got wow, that one that Robbie, good. One for three, yeah. nice job. Mathematical That's a good... mind over there, whiz. All right, Krable, you ready? Definitely, three out of three. Let's go. Number one, Pythagorean theorem can only be used in what kind of triangle? A right. Oh come B, on, this is an easy C, one. Regular. <laughs> uh,
1: You know. After careful thought, I'm going to go with a right triangle. That is correct. Let's go. Right triangle.
2: Number two. That's the hypotenuse,
0: That's a hypotenuse squared. You got it. I would have
2: had not, that. <laughs> number two. Legs are always the sides adjacent to the 90 degree angle. Does it matter which leg is A or B? Yes or no? Uh,
1: it does not matter.
2: That is correct. Let's Giacomondo. go. Giacomando. And number three is the hypotenuse Always the longest leg. Yes or no? Oh, man. Grable, I, I'm going to yeah. send you a lifeline.
1: Yes. Yes. Based the answer formula. is
2: no. No. <laughs> no <not>. Come on. <laughs> so that is a well, two I for three. And someone to Grable explain that to me. For the win. Yeah. FTW for the win. I you thought the, hypo-
0: the hypotenuse. Yeah, it's got to be. It It seems it's, it's like it's should square. Longer. Yeah.
2: I mean, that could all be true. I I, I just Googled. um Quiz about cred? Uh, fun facts about quadratic equations? Uh, note: there are none. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Google I, produced zero results. <laughs> there are zero results in point two zero seconds.
0: I don't really remember quadratics from when I took algebra. I remember quadratic equations in algebra two, Mister Krebs. Um, but I definitely remember the Pythagorean theorem from geometry. I mean, that was something I remember kind of actually understanding. Yeah, yeah it very, I it, did. It was pretty
1: that, straightforward because yeah. here's a shape yes. and here's the formula to
0: figure Correct. out. Correct. Like, oh, right.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Algebra is. It's tough, man. It is. It is. Yeah. It's it's very, very difficult. It's a lot of oh. words. <laughs> a lot of words. A lot of letters. Really tough to kind of um, figure out all the Y's and the X's. Uh, a <laughs> <The> legs. <laughs> a lot of legs. Uh, all right. Mr. Sims, that was an amazing quiz. I'm sure. Um, all of our, our math friends out there are probably just appalled by our lack of send, send us bad feedback. Yeah. Send us some mean, get, get us some troll feedback. That's what I want. Ed's not dead is brought to you by Ed's not dead media, a full service educational media company focusing on leadership instruction and 21st century school reform. As always, check us out on Twitter at Ed's not dead PC. And of course the website. It's not dead.com. All right, fellas. Uh, what do you got going on here in the weeks to come? Oh, what's happening the first week of March? Whoa, something cool. A force of nature going west.
1: <laughs> what, going what to is, Texas.
0: Who's going to Texas? That would be me and some cool people. Me and Mr. Sittens are going to Texas. Oh. oh yeah. Are you I'm going are too? You, are you coming? I, I'm going to be there. All right. All right. Let's go. Representing
2: right. the podcast at South by Southwest.
0: All right. So we're going to the South by Southwest uh com- educational conference. It's going to be awesome. Um, It was incredibly hard to sign up for. So Mr. Siddons had to help <laughs> me figure out the website today, uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be exciting guys. We're going to be there for four days, right? Awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh started looking You'll be disappointed to know that there's a literal room where you can go into where what is happening. The recording of podcasts.
2: Oh, <laughs> man. I Why was are like,
1: we... ooh, because we didn't. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was a thing. Is it too late? Uh, I would imagine it's too late. Um, uh, but I encourage Casey to reach out because you're the only one that seems to be able to I'll, I'll do it. follow through of the email. three of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. But there's literally a whole podcast section. I was like,
0: oh, god. Uh, PC, yeah, we have to. Would we have to bring like major hardware if we were going to do it? How would that work? No, if they said yes,
1: we could throw something together very quickly and easily. Um, and and make it, I'll I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check
2: it out.
0: Gotta Uh, be okay from them, fellas. That would be pretty cool to record from South by Southwest.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd be into it.
0: All right. Um or we could just forget that and go back to the hot tub at the Airbnb. <laughs> that also works. I'm yes. all about that. Too. <laughs> we
1: were going to talk to some people but instead I I'm, I'm just in the hot tubs.
0: So. <laughs> uh uh Casey Mr. Graves hooked us up with a sweet pad. Very exciting.
1: Yeah, we're like exciting. right we're right near downtown. Uh it's got a nice landscaped yard with a hot tub. It's got the third bedroom is a vw bus parked. that's in right the driveway very that excited be,
0: that would be robert's bedroom yeah Shay
1: bears <laughs> over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah it
0: should be should be a good time uh it's gonna be awesome fellas can't can't wait and we're gonna we're gonna actually uh learn something uh i'm and, excited for the conference yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool uh so we're leaving on a tuesday coming back on a friday and maybe we will record it's not dead while we're there
1: yeah. that's awesome i look forward to casey's add mixing with my auntiness in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of a session like three minutes in we're like we gotta
0: get out of here uh, let's go so are the three we have to of go us, learn something are the three of us gonna go to every session together that sounds yeah really
2: I don't know. we're gonna go to we have to sign have, up for a lot of sessions
0: i might need some alone time <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna I, go talk to these people over here I, I need i need to go i need to do some networking fellas so i'll be doing that okay get, get us get us some money <coughs> just yeah just maybe, be like hey do you guys want to give me money maybe maybe we can get some more sponsors uh oh there you go yeah i mean we need uh
2: we need some Crabble.
0: support we need
2: Crabble, support you need show. to order some uh swag that we can we can promote i think i have stickers still let's do it yeah. get a thousand more
0: on <laughs> it. <Audit>. All, <right. laughs> all right uh fellas it's great to see you uh thanks as always to our listeners for tuning into the show uh one last time uh ed's not dead is always brought to you by ed's not dead media and boys um we'll get a couple more shows recorded here in the second semester right absolutely
1: i think two two to
0: three is a reasonable goal and
2: we'll I th- be do- I, I think that's appropriate.
0: And we'll be done by June. I'll be I'll be completing my 30th year in public education, Mr. Graves. What will this Whoa. be for you? Uh, 19 19, Mr. Siddons? Uh 16. Wow, look at us. Jeez. You, you guys are getting up there. That's hey, right. That's
2: the three of us.
1: Oh, oh right.
0: Mr. Graves, you're getting a 20-year pin next year there. Oh, got- Crabel you got Very the golden silly. you got the golden handcuffs on. You you don't have any options now. You have to go all the way through.
1: <laughs> i don't think i'm quite there yet it's getting close it would be hard thirds. to it'll be, it'll hard be hard to walk, walk away. away now yeah, yeah. but you know yeah. somebody wants to
0: give me a pile of money i'm not sure for what but you know hey it could happen <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thanks as always for listening to the show for casey and peter we will talk to you soon take care